something. <laughs> uh, so this is basically my first crack at having an interview. I wanted to bring in a really good friend of mine, Jared Bell. He's an owner of Soap Up Agency, but he's also a local DJ. Um, and I think he's a person that's always stood out uh, for me locally, especially, you know, like even throughout Australia as a person that's leading design is always following his, uh, his passion in that area. And I thought, who better than like, it'd be super comfortable for me to have a mate of mine, have a couple of beers uh, and have a chat. What's your origin story? What's your comic, if you were a comic book character, how would you explain your origin story? You know, it's like that, how did you start up in like obviously design and then DJ, but then what was that defining moment that sort of swayed you to go in one direction away from sort of the other? Um. I think, well, I started off as a designer. I used to work as an apprentice graphic designer. I got given an apprenticeship through a surf company called Cult Industries back in like 2007, maybe. Um, and at the time, I was one of their team riders and one of their surfers. So yeah. pretty much yeah, the guy was like, <laughs> he, I was like... I obviously didn't have a good team. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of was like, is surfing where I see myself going and it was a no. Um, <laughs> and then the one thing I always like, like whenever I used to work in the shop or whatever, I'd always walk through the design room there and there's like 15 designers or whatever and they're yeah, yeah. sketching, making, like sketching and making board shorts and you see the samples up on the wall and then you sort of, from there, that's how I got into design. But um, Did you study or anything? Or you just... I, the apprenticeship went for three years um, so I worked four days a week. Yeah, so I worked, worked four days a week um, and they sort of rigged it a little bit. I did two days in the warehouse, two days as a designer learning and then one day at the college at Burley. Yeah. So it was like a fully government funded thing, which was awesome. So, and that was like, that's how I got in design. But then sort of as I went along and learned design and then as you get older, you know, you turn 18 and you hit the nightclub like <laughs> there's these guys you and I'm the shortcut kids like yeah. you booked them a million times yeah. um at bread and butter I walked in and I was like the place was rammed and it's like an old house and the the floors yeah, so this, is, this is on the Gold Coast with people yeah, on the Gold Coast the, the floors used to like <laughs> bend like yeah, everyone would be dancing and the floors are bending and they're playing like jerseys like anything from 80s 90s to now like the like that was like oh my god what is this like <laughs> this madness and they were playing on records and they weren't like they had computers but they were playing on records and I was like oh my god this is like what is this this is madness so um, I ended up knowing one of the guys in it and I sent him a message I was like mate what is a program you're using <laughs> like to spin records through a computer or and it was Serato um, and I bought it and I had a record player and a I think I paid like 40 bucks for a shitty record player. Like one of those ones. Like, no, like, like a belt driven, <laughs> like a, not even a belt driven. What are the, you know, the ones that are like the rubber band in them? Yeah. Like one of those. And I just like, and I had that. And then I bought like a shitty mixer that was like, had the two CDJs on the side. It didn't even go to the right, like the cue points. You couldn't even create the cue point. The cue point was just the start of the song on the CD 
and from there we like mixed like and I was like I bought the Serato like I spent the thousand bucks on the Serato but I bought a forty dollar <laughs> forty dollar record player and a two hundred dollar thing and then it just wouldn't work and then eventually I saved up the money and and a friend another friend had um, decks and sort of he showed me how the whole beat matching thing worked and from there I guess it was like it was it became a hobby yeah and so it was you like were house still, parties like you basically yeah. kept uh, all your design stuff is like your your weekday. Always knew I wanted to be a designer. Um, yeah, so like, like yeah, school and stuff. Sort of parallel passions. Like yeah, that. and they like the as I said, when you turn eighteen, you're like you hit the nightclub, like hit the bars and the clubs and stuff. And you're like, oh my god, like the DJ is the center of they attention. I don't care what design I do at home. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even, I don't care what I'm drawing on a sketch on a piece of paper. Like, oh my god, the DJ. And you're like, so like that was that was sort of it. And then I've always just music is a like a, a yeah, passion yeah. hobby sort of thing anyway so like obviously a bit with uh, my videos here we've, we've been talking a lot about I think the first one I ever did was uh, talking about visual and audio how have you seen visual content help the industry um, and like how have you used it yourself because I know you like you, you obviously sorry if you guys don't know he's uh, also in a duo called Tom and Jerry and, and you guys came pretty close to like taking it very seriously there at one stage yeah. and, and I feel like design and your visual stuff was a lot to do with like that helped propel you guys yeah. to that level. Like how I kind of saw an opportunity like when the Facebooks and the Instagrams sort of hit, um, you could see a like obviously the social how it was tracking that this was going to be a way of the future and this is how people were going to advertise. You know, yeah, it was going to be posters on. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, it was definitely was going to be posters on the wall and all that kind of stuff. But I could offer a service. Like Tom is really musically talented. Like he did a lot of our um, redrums or remixes or remakes of tracks and adding edits and intros and doing our mashups yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so we would put together like I'd be like, oh, this song would be perfect with this song, but I will. I couldn't. It's like it's like a design program. Like I couldn't physical like if i could add two cdjs separately and a mixer i could put them together but our whole idea was to fit as many songs in say two hours we could fit in yeah. like without you know just playing 10 seconds here and sort of mashing them up a bit um so he was really good at that side so i was like what can i what do can you bring to the table? what can i bring to the table to really propel us forward and it was obviously my design skills and video editing and all those kind of things so and we could go to a venue and be like, hey, we can supply, like, we'll do a lead up video, we'll do an after video, we'll give you a poster, we'll give you a Facebook banner, mm. we'll give you a website banner, and we'll Which design it. venue is like, <laughs> you've just saved me $200, <laughs> oh my God. Like, I don't have to email anyone, I don't yeah. have to call anyone. And know, like, even, I think, was it for you? <clears throat> would have been like 2012 fish. Yeah. Like, even back then, you know, design programs and stuff like now there's so many apps available for people to sort of like adopt yeah those it's sort of easy tasks. to do those sort of but things even like was it five six years ago now um you know that you, you guys coming along and, and offering that sort of yeah services and that was massive. like and people would jump on it like people jumping on it everywhere and like we could create like 
uh, we could control, I guess, our brand and our look and what we wanted to portray. Like, we could have our name as big as we wanted on the poster. Because <laughs> you created it. Because we're making it. <laughs> like, that, like, it wasn't, like, a cool picture and then, like, Tom and Jerry down the bottom or, like, my, my DJ name, whatever it was, like, DJ Belzy back then or something. <laughs> but, like, it was, like, down the bottom, like, this was, like, we could have the Tom and Jerry logo as prominent prominent as we want or our faces or like our photo or whatever we wanted so people got to know us and people got to know our brand and we did like the shirts and like because I had access to printing from like working in apparel design and stuff like that so we could do those sort of things and people were just like it was it was yeah, like that, venues were just like this is so rad like there's no one else doing this kind of stuff so it, it's funny how it's still not that done <clears throat> No. Like, and it's so like now as I just said before there's so it's so easy to have a program and an app and stuff that you can just do like oh even like the really good ones like the ones you pay for are only like 10 bucks a month yeah and you can have them so if you're already it's a good way if like you're like looking to boost your career um, I harp on a heat but like video like oh, sorry visual content in particular is so easy to create and so easy to be a part of and then like as Jared was just saying it's so it's so it is it can pass the venue really easily it is so easy to create but the other thing is I find I think now you look at it and people get lazy like they're like oh my god I can just take a two second video I can pop it up on Instagram I've done my job I'm (laughs) worth my you know thousand dollar booking fee or whatever that was included you know like like you see contracts now for DJs and it's like three posts prior two Insta stories prior um, like this is our contact And, and that stuff is so easy to get you know it's like five ten minutes of work in yeah, total you're, you're talking about sort of like how you've found success with yeah over like just not over promising like over committing like over giving basically yeah like really making sure that you gave everything every same worth, every worth yeah. of what we were putting forward and yeah. make it where like now you see like you know you can have that 30 second video and it's like oh i'm playing at such and such tonight where there's no like not even like how many DJs do t-shirts for example anymore with their logo on it or something <laughs> I know one locally yeah so like, like there's there's even that like it's it's also it's like around your shop or something like that like yeah they do around like DJ a, competition yeah there's that. no just general run of the meal um advertising it it sucks because and it's so cheap yeah it's it's <laughs> cheap it's easy and it's like there's options where you can do, you know, one or two shirts. You don't have to do 20, 30, 40. You can, you know, you can do yeah. under, under 10 and it only costs you, you know, under a hundred bucks, like, which is one DJ gig for the yeah, weekend. I find like, especially from an agency said, uh, point of view, it's so hard to get the DJs or like, you know, particular artists to commit. It's like, you know, they'll go out on the weekend <laughs> and play a venue and then spend a couple hundred bucks being at that venue going out with their mates but then to get them to commit that to their career where it's like if you just kept that $200 and then we put it into yeah that sort of merchandise side of things it's so it's so hard to get people to see the bigger picture sometimes yeah we always saw it as being a designer you know like it's like you take on like you work a lot of the time as a designer you work you know for a company and that's that's just what you do and then you do you know your freelance jobs on the side and you get a bit of extra cash so i saw the dj side as a part of that freelance business so like we would 
we would, I would get my normal pay, but then I would have my DJ pay and I would also have my freelance pay. So I had all this extra cash to spend on fun things and yeah, yeah like back yeah, pushing back into, and me and Tom spent a fortune on, on stupid stuff. Stickers, confetti cannons, yeah, confetti <laughs> cannons, and all these kind of things. But it gave it, it gave us an edge. It's yeah. I think it's I think it's about like as I, as I was just saying before, it's about committing. If you're going to take it seriously, it's about committing your bank account as, as well as your time and your passion into it. Like you can't, you can't just like you know. It's like organic reach on social media. It's gone now. Yeah, you need to commit. And it's like with with ads, you only need to spend five ten dollars a week. But it gives you that reach that's more than yeah. I've just done a post. You know, you need to find that happy medium of making sure you commit as much into your career. It's like it's like a house. Like you rent a house or you rent a unit. So you're in a house. You do a budget. You get paid. You know, you get paid your six hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars a week, whatever it is. You know, you put your twenty dollars a week away for your phone bill. You put your twenty dollars away for your electricity. You put your it's perfect. Yeah, energy. like where like DJs a lot of the time get their pay and they're like. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, it's actually like, and they might work another job or whatever. Like, yeah, like well, it's, it's like, like any put, other job, like any other job. So let's just say you're, you know, a poor example to com- compare the two. But a tradie, the tradie has to commit some of his money back into doing tools. the job because he's got to buy tools, trailer, you know, like, all the, yeah, and that's know. and that's what it is, and that's what you find is like everyone's people, too busy ripping music off the internet to remember that they're still got to commit some of their yeah exactly money back into their career, and that's like I'm a I'm a big believer in like download it like I, we don't rip music a lot of the time like we pay subscriptions or I mean, iTunes and for, stuff and for it's, DJs out there that don't know about it record pools are literally a way to even make yourself look better than you are like mm. I personally DJ but I'm not that good a DJ but if I'm I've subscribed to a couple of really good record pools that that give you some of the best like party starter remixes where it's like three or four songs mashed up together and it'll go out or you know, um, it's a community, it's a community as well. Like yeah, yeah, inside you're those talking things. to other people that, that are interested in the yeah. same shit as you, really. For sure. Um, sort of moving away from that, I wanted to talk a little bit about go back to design again and talk about um, what you know, like what's a couple of things that you're using at the moment that you find you know someone else could easily latch onto, like or that you've seen in the market for your, for your phone or or tablet or something like that. Pretty much. Where you like I use an obviously an Adobe suite on my laptops iMacs, yeah. um, but that also translates down into phone apps. So um, Premiere goes down into a phone app that's really simple to use, um, and I use my iPhone for video because it films 4K, like 60 frames per second, which is like creates beautiful video content. And you can go you got slow mos and all those kind of things. You film low light, but um, I bought a DJI Osmo yeah, yeah. which is like a handheld it's like 200 bucks it's, so far it's my favourite <laughs> toy I've bought but it's like it's a handheld gizmo like a what do you call them gimbal yeah. um, and it basically takes like the shakiness away from videos or like a, it's a smooth transition thing you film from it you can zoom you can pan you can do all those sort of things so that's like probably nah, is that with your phone? Yeah, and that's it. Connect your phone, plug straight into it, and you control it through the app and Bluetooth. And it's like, can you can uh, connect lights and stuff to it? Or? Uh, no, no, we don't need to. Oh, I'm just talking about DJs. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can because you can set the um, within the DJI program, you can set the brightness. So, oh. 
you can sort of muck around with it a bit and you sort of get, you know, like, like in it. Yeah, average, like, I, like, I could easily take it to a club, do a video and push it out the next day with Adobe Premiere phone and well, the, even, you can do it with a phone and Premiere. Even like iMovie as well, it's like, if, if you've got, if you've got a friend with a Mac or you have a Mac at home, iMovie works just fine. Yeah. So pretty much it. And it's, that's like, as between as those, and then design wise I use, um, an app called Procreate and Illustrator comes down onto an iPad app as well. So between those two things, I sort of draw up posters or sketch ideas and then I can, you know, sit in bed and do it. How, uh, you know, if at all has, you know, being a father affected, you know, both sides of your career really? Yeah. Um, time management is a big must now. Um, she sleeps three times a day for two, like one to two hours. I don't know if it's going to be one hour or two hours. So like you, she sort of goes down. Nice like, yeah, yeah. So you're like, she goes down at nine o'clock. You're like, all right, sit down and do as much work as you can. And like you see her on the baby monitor, like start screaming at like nine thirty. Like, oh god, there goes my day. Do you feel it's like made you a bit more productive? But um, probably less productive, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but it's definitely put my um. Everyone, everyone you talk to a new fathers, you like, oh my god, it puts things in perspective, and it really does. You like, you sort of, I feel like you you wean your way away from the shit to put it. I don't. Know, it's just like a. Like you, you still fight both things that you're doing. You still like, yeah, you like, but you're just cutting all the rest of the crap out. Yeah, you don't. You know, like you might go like, oh, this club wants us to play up at such and such, and you you like. Mm, I'm going to be away from my family for, you know, two days uh, back time. You start calculating your hourly rate and what it works out to be. And yeah, like, you, it's not... It, it time ends value up, increases. Yeah, yeah. so you kind of like... Your time value increases, but also like your quality of life changes a little bit. You know, like sh- she might sleep through the night, she might not. Like, and my partner also works as well, um, my wife. So she's like... So it's kind of like a balancing act between us two of who does what and who works when and we'd have swap and like she'll work for a couple of hours I'll work for a couple of hours and it's like it's definitely the time time value thing and you know you yeah, when you when you finish work you put your like you know devices go away and you spend time with her yeah it's interesting like knowing you from both sides like you definitely do see that change yeah where you're sort of like looking at stuff a lot more a lot, a lot closer than you yeah and you're not on call so much like i feel like when i when we didn't have her i'd be like yes to everything like somebody would be like i need this done i'm like yep no worries yeah no worries you just keep saying yeah yeah you say yes 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 to everything and then all of a sudden like you because you don't want to let people down but then she came along and we're like i was like well i've like I feel like i should let this person down and not her so it's like you know she she like you don't want to yeah I can definitely like with the agency I can definitely feel the whole saying yes to things a lot yeah and you just sort of overextend yourself pretty easily yeah and you run yourself and you don't really realise that until something like that comes along and how how crazy your whole like your business is and like what you're doing you know like you you're just 100 miles an hour just doing stuff and you can run to meetings you can go to here you can go to there and all of a sudden there's you can't can't. (laughs) it's like okay so how do I manage my week well, even, even today I had you know a book in a week ahead just to make sure <laughs> come in 
and uh, and do this interview. As I walked out, the whole cruise was like, 5.30 is the worst time you can go out. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, she has dinner and she goes to bed. And it's like, now I've got to do it myself. <laughs> so she's like, so it's like those kind of things. Like, and you just, you learn to, I guess. You, you make to, Yeah, you make it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I'll like, do one day, you do it. <laughs> and yeah, like, and that's the biggest thing is like you want her to have as much freedom as I yeah have as you yeah as, and you want Lola to Lola to sort of well you're both you both work don't you yeah so she's she is um, casual and we've got a store um, in Carumban as well so she pretty much runs and does that and then she works for an online business fifteen hours a week as well. <laughs> And then, yeah. So it's, just, it's just like, well, it shows you, you can be, you know, you can have a child and still be committed to... 100%. Is a, and, you, and there's still lots of spare time to do holidays and get away and lunch. Yeah, you lunch holiday, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's, you, it's all time management. It's all, yeah. yeah so that's, that's definitely well, the biggest thing. You know, like the, both, the, both those careers would definitely teach you those things like time. Yeah. Sort of um, and then I think we'll sort of finish it up on... Um, have, Something that I'd like to sort of ask everyone and sort of have you seen anyone in the industry, you know, like DJ and design, I suppose for you, because you, you, you cover both, um, that you feel like's doing it better than the rest, you know, sort of brand, content, skill, even like raw, like someone yeah. where you've just seen it's like, man, fucking, he's got no idea yet how good he is, but man, like he'll do You know what, I think I, I sent it to you the other day and it's that um, your mum's your dad. <laughs> and like he is like, he like as a like he's just a like, like an Aussie larrikin kid who's you know wears those weird sharp sunnies and like in case you didn't know he's a social media yeah he's influencer a, I, comedian I suppose I, I, yeah comedian has turned into an influencer just a funny bloke and now he's turned into an event organizer so he's Out like yeah and he's he's just like his content has always been I guess taking the piss out of his target audience. And he's gone and gone like, oh God, like I think Ruka even used him for something the other week as a photo shoot and he's working for like Champion and Feeler and all those kind of brands, which are like the target audience he's taken the piss out of. And now he's gone and he's done, I guess, uh, it's like a festival in Bali and it's like techno and like basically a, a... massive bush stuff <laughs> in a jungle in Bali and it's cheap and so it's like I don't think that's even been done yet has it no there's, there's there is festivals yeah, over in Bali like but nothing not, like not grungy and not a so targeted a bit, a bit dangerous yeah not over tar- in Bali <laughs> yeah and it's not targeted at that audience like he's gone to like that expat community that are living in Bali and hanging out at Changu and you know single fin and all these really cool places that are pop yeah that are really Aussie orientated and he's going you know what I'm going to target these guys that's my target audience and he's just honed in Aussies over there at any one time you can target that yeah and he's honed in he's just going this is this is it and it's like it's not try hard it's like there's behind the scenes stuff the design you see there's a business yeah the design is like it's shitty but it's relevant like it's that cool you know that all those that sort of 18 to 25 target audience and i think like out of anyone he's he doesn't know 
How good he has it. Yeah, what he's got yeah. sort of in his hand. It's, it's one of those... He's slowly recognising it, but yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a perfect example of how consistency can propel you, really. Yeah. Like, he has been, I'd say, like, three or four years at least as... Chopping and doing shitty videos. Just consistently <laughs> to putting out shit. Basically. Yeah, and funny, like, yeah. and it's... You laugh, you look at it, and you're like, oh, my God, it's funny. And it, it, like, it might not, you know, like, that account might not have anything to do with entertainment, but it has a lot to do with social media and how they can relate... Um, you know, back to DJ being an entertainer artist. Consistency is the key if you can keep on putting out content that's on point, on brand. It's People all, and we're target audience. Like. Exactly as Jared was saying before, like they kept on, they found a way to put their brand out there yeah. and it kept on doing it and eventually, you know, good. I think you guys toured, toured Australia a couple of times, haven't you? Uh, yeah, but they weren't like, this is the thing we sort of did was like, we just booked a bunch of gigs. Like, there was no like we didn't have an agency we didn't we were doing it all ourselves exactly. and I worked for a company at the time and we were going to Sydney so we booked a bunch of gigs and Tom flew down and um, you got it's like finding yeah we found where you can yeah you it was like finding opportunities so we we're like yeah. oh my god we're playing like you know we're playing Gold Coast this weekend we're playing two shows in Sydney and then we're playing another one in Melbourne and I was in Sydney and Melbourne for work for my my design job. And both the meetings and the things I had on were on like Thursday, Friday. So I took my boss in to let me stay the weekend and fly me home. So the club didn't have to pay for flights or accommodation work did. And then the rest we stayed with friends. So we pretty much like, or we chucked it on a credit card, I think. I think <laughs> still paying it off. It's, it's sort of one of those things as well. Like, and I, you know, obviously running an agency, I don't want to be biased. Like you don't need an agency. If you feel like, you're going to be somewhere and, and you know, or you have to hit up people. Like if you're in an area at the time, a lot of venues want different DJs. Easily, not forced, but you can strong arm people into putting you on if you just make yourself, make, it's more so make like, them aware of where you are, you know? Yeah, and it's like, what, like why, why should they book you? And then, you know, like you might have all these followers, but then you need the content to back it up. You know, yeah. you need those mixtapes, you need... Like the videos, or Nowadays, and they, they get a vibe, like they get a vibe off of what you put out, and the more that they can see and view um, easily, then the easier it is for them. Creating, to go, yeah. here's two hundred bucks. It's yeah, creating less friction. Yeah, is a big thing. It's like if you can have your content available, literally as many places as possible, it's it's really good for it. Yeah, thanks Sweet. a lot, buddy. No worries, my pleasure. <laughs> Sick. That was doing it with together uh, with my guest Jared Bell, Soda Pop Agency. Go check it out. Uh, what's your socials at Soda Pop Agency? Uh, yeah, Soda Pop Agency and www.sodapop.agency. Hey, pay for those big bucks. You can go check him out online. Uh, a lot of amazing designs. He does a lot of handcrafted stuff uh, for different businesses. Red Bull, one of his biggest clients at the moment, so he's killing it. Um, thank you for watching. If you guys enjoyed it, uh, if you have any questions around some visual content that maybe Jared can answer, uh, make sure to leave a comment and subscribe. Check it out.